What's up, everybody? Yo. Yo. What it is. It is what the it tug of more. Welcome back. That's right. Just a conversation between two friends. That's right. That are in ministry, working relationship together, talking about how we know there's great things on the horizon. We That's feel right. the tug towards more. We got to keep fighting. We got to keep pushing. We got to keep tugging towards it. But we are where we are. That's right. And we know where we want to get to. And it's a battle. It is a battle. It's a tug and a fight and a tension. But we know that there is more. And so we're willing to keep fighting for it. Uh, man, it's hard though. It is hard because getting to where you want to be is a journey. It's a process. It yeah. takes it takes some time. It takes time, and I think that when you can see where you want to go, but you can't get there yet, it's frustrating. Yeah, I think that a lot of people they have this mentality that like if it doesn't happen right now, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, no, like I don't want to do it anymore. Never mind. Hurry up. We talked about it on one of our last episodes. We used the phrase microwave mentality. But like we grew up, we're kids of the 80s uh, and 90s, I guess. We born were, in the 80s we were and I'm down the with 80s. the ladies. Yeah. And there you I used to, I used to have a t-shirt that said that. You did not. I'm born in the, born in the 80s. I'm down with the ladies. <laughs> of course you did. It oh didn't work. work. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> did your mom throw it away? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Probably. Um, And so... But the microwave mentality, what I was going to say is we were kids of the 80s and 90s. Like microwaves were a part of our life growing up. You microwave oh, stuff like. I would have starved to death and died if it wasn't right. for the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> Popcorn, whatever it was that we reheated in the microwave. We we had a microwave. And that is a, uh, it's more instant than the oven, uh, but it's also way less quality. Uh, oh, yeah. It's never, the food coming out of the microwave is never as good no. as when it was originally cooked. No, right. Like, you know, you use the microwave to pre, to, to reheat something that was already like heated. Like your pizza, the, the pizza is not near as good in the microwave than it yeah. was when it was delivered. But if you put it in the oven even and heated it back up, you get a toaster oven when you got married. We got oh, a toaster yeah, oven. Yeah, we man. use a toaster oven like a champ. The toaster oven even is way better than the microwave, but we want things instantly. Yeah. And the microwave this morning, I made some oatmeal in the microwave and like you can heat it up quickly. It's an easy breakfast like that's fast. And I think sometimes in life, that's what we want. We have this mentality that everything we want. Uh Oh, are you going to sneeze? Oh, gosh. I'm trying to. Now it's stuck. Oh, no. <laughs> I wish I could microwave that sneeze out. <laughs> <laughs> microwave it out. And so uh, we have this idea and this mentality in life that like, we should get it instantly. Everything. Everything we want. It should come quickly. Even if we are like, I want to go into more. Okay, then let's get there. And why do we think that? And let's talk about how that hinders us and that it's not even that good. Well, when we, uh, we're just talking about patience. Yeah. And diligence. And right. faithfulness, faithfulness. That when we when we get impatient and we hurry things along, it leads to other problems down the road. Have you right. ever met people that they like, they they just met someone and they start dating and they're like so head over heels in love yep. that they're like, we're getting married. Yeah. And you're like, wait, 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 a minute, wait, 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 a minute, wait, wait, a minute. just a minute. Right. Wait just a second. We've got, an, we've got interns yes. that oh, are gosh. a part of our ministry here at yeah. Living Church that are really highly involved. And there's a few. And they'll come in and yeah. every single year, every single year this happens. They've known each other for five minutes and then now they're dating. Now they're holding hands. Now they're talking about wedding plans. Oh, man. And I'm like, guys seriously right you don't even know what's her middle name right (laughs) 
please do not be going to Zales looking at wedding Zales. rings if you don't, haven't met her parents let's, yet. Let's none of us go to Zales. But what's uh, wrong with Zales? I don't know. I'm just teasing. Oh, <laughs> I um, I just think yeah, they we but it's because they want to find it right now. They come in. They come to a church. K Jewelers. Okay, I'm just saying. Every kiss begins with K. You gotta know your K. carrots. You gotta know all the C's. <laughs> you gotta know what's up. And sometimes Zales has it. Robbins Brothers. And Robbins Brothers is a whole nother level. I went to See? Robbins Brothers. Yeah, that's a good place. But I had a family diamond. Yeah, I know because you fancy like that. Favor. <laughs> no, because I. Child of the '80s. No, the ladies with a family. <laughs> no, because I had a sketchy uncle. <laughs> I had a, I had a sketchy uncle. He was, I, was I don't he know sketchy? where. Sketchy. Uh, I don't know where that diamond came from, <laughs> but someone may or may not have died oh, over it. <laughs> it's ridiculous, ridiculous. All right, sorry, so, I've, I've interrupted you. I drank a coffee, so I'm yeah, I'm, a little, I'm a little crunk. I'm uh, a little crunk. No, so what were, I don't know where we were. What were we saying? Uh, <laughs> About how my, people oh, just jump into yeah, yeah. dating so relationships. They, what I think happens is they come here, they see great ministry, mm-hmm. and then they see some great pastors. Who have yeah. some great marriages and some great families. And like, it's true though. Like, Most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Except when we're arguing and stuff. <laughs> That's fine. My husband and I, some days it's just, it's just hard. But uh, we, we, they want what we have right now at 19. Okay. This is really good. And so they're like, let's just do it. You're cute. I'm cute. Let's go. Let's get married. Yeah. And they rush into things. I think it happens in life all the time. Yeah. Where you look at yourself. It's why we go into debt when we're young. Because we move out of our parents' house, and then we think we have to have everything we had in our parents' house. In we our house. think that the house we grew up in is the same house that we should immediately live in. Right. But we don't. What we don't realize is that our parents. It took them thirty years right. or twenty years to yes. accumulate the financial stability yes. to to live in that house. And so we go out and we're trying to flex. Yeah. And we want this house. We want the car. Right. Or the thing. And it puts us in a tricky situation. But so I we th- go into deep debt. Oh, man. So that we can try to microwave it. We try yeah. to microwave it be, and go to the car dealership and they'll give us seven years of payments right. to get that car so we can try to look like we're there. Right. That's a microwave, man. Yeah. Drive a $3,000 beater for two years, save some money, then go get you a $10,000 car. No. Drive that for five years. Right. Then you can go and get your flex car. No, like I remember we went uh, to a restaurant, my husband and I, and we took home some, they had some of that good, good jalapeno mac and cheese. Okay. And we took it home, and then next day I no, went. No, Whitney. What? You can't reheat pastas. I know, but this is what I did because it was so good. No. I wanted to do it and put it in the microwave, and it was just greasy. Oily. All the oily. Oil, all the oil separated from that cheese. Ooh, it's so gross. But that's what happens in our life yeah. is that we microwave things. We think it looks so good. Oh, man, it was going to taste so good. It was going to look so good. It was going to be so good. And then we look at our bank account. We look at our yeah. debt income ratio. We look at all these things and we realize, ooh, it's actually kind of gross. And I don't know how, but I want to help people today because we were talking about it. Like, yeah, it's taken us longer to get where we are now than where we even wanted it to be in our in our church right now where we're yeah. at. But what we've recognized is how sweet the journey has been yeah. and how much we've learned along the way that if we would have jumped from where we are now six years ago immediately, we wouldn't have been ready for it. Oh man, we couldn't handle, we couldn't have handled it. Right. And so I look now at what I have in my mind's eye, the vision of what we will be leading someday. But if God brought that immediate growth now, if we started having 10,000 people consistently attending right. Living Church every week, dude, our systems would not be able to handle that. Yeah. We would... We would be in trouble. Yeah, our 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 boat would sink. Our nets would break. We right. would be in, in tr- Bible reference. Our we would be in trouble. Yeah, 
and so like God stretches it out so that we're ready for the for the blessing. No, it's true. What's the uh, what's the saying that we uh, we underestimate we oh, we, yeah. oh, we we overestimate what God can do? I don't. I don't. Yeah, I'm, we overestimate what we can do in a short amount of time, but we underestimate what we can. Or is it backwards? In a I long don't know, but we're going to have to cut this. No, it's not <laughs> we, terrible. We, we, can, we, we, we overestimate what we can do in a short amount right. of time. And we, and under- we underestimate right, yeah. what, what we, we can, can do, do in a long, in a long amount, amount of time. Because the truth is, we think, oh man, I can get a whole lot done this year. Right. But then, are we really willing to dig in and get the work done that we could actually accomplish a ton in a longer amount of time if yeah. we just be diligent? Well, there's all these people that are, you know, they start businesses and they're like, I'm about to be, uh, I'm about to, I got the next idea. I'm going right. to be the next Mark Zuckerberg. Right. Like, okay. Right. I hope you do. Right. Do that. I hope you figure it out. But like, if you remember, Mark Zuckerberg was in college for a long time, like doing the hustle, doing the grind before he actually right. became, became somebody. Right. And then those people that get fast forwarded, uh, are sometimes far and few between. Right, and so we can't look at the outlier and think that that's going to be our story. I can't tell you how many times I talk to people that uh, feel like they're supposed to start a church. Right, they want to go and plant a church. Right, and they say, "I'm about to be the next Stephen Furtick." Okay, and I'm like, "Okay, maybe." Right, maybe you will start a church and have this big swell of influence. Right, and start running thousands of people in the first couple of years. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that will happen. Right, but maybe the other side is the crock pot. Right. It's not the microwave. Maybe you have to go to that city and serve for a decade before you actually have any major influence. Right. Maybe you need to go and you're going to be there for five years doing setup and teardown. Right. Maybe it's going to be slower than you think. And my my concern for people and kind of why we wanted to do this yeah. is that we have that microwave mentality. Yeah. That like if if it doesn't happen fast, I'm out. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I'm, I'm going. It. I'm going to greener grass. And we we doubt ourselves if it's actually working, if yeah. like what we're doing is actually yeah the right thing. And it's like no no keep doing it. Yeah. Keep being faithful. Yeah. Faithfulness is just consistently showing up in the same place, doing the same thing consistently over and over again. And that feels <clears throat> boring and lame sometimes. Yeah. But the only way to get to the fruit of it is to keep doing it. I read my kids the Bible every night. Yeah. You don't know why. Because that's what it takes to actually teach it to them. No, like right. We we want to turn our children right. into great people, and so we send them to a free VBS that a church offers for three days in the summer. Right. That that right. That's good. Or like they go but to that's high not school and then do we're it. hurry up and like we're like get them in high school, get them in church now, get them to learn all the things, do the things, and it's like, no, we missed it. No man, the the microwave mentality is dangerous. But yeah. if we can just know that it's a process and it's going to take time, the reason Rachel and I have a healthy relationship right. is because we've worked on it, not just like real intensely. I think there's a place for like the three day marriage retreat. Oh, absolutely. Like deep intensive. There's definitely a place absolutely. for that. Absolutely. But what's more important is just like having a conversation every T- week. Today, right. Yeah, today. Right. Just just talking about Right. It. Well the 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 uh what you're talking about, the intensive type moments, those have to go alongside. They coincide yeah. with consistency. Yeah. They they go it doesn't mean don't take a short class to learn something for the job that you're doing or or do a like uh, online training for something. It doesn't mean don't do that. It just means 
don't only do that. Yeah. Don't only think, well, this will be enough to get me there. Yeah. We're having to learn stuff every day. Yeah. In order to keep growing into more, if we only use the information we learn in one minute, that won't get us very far. For sure. And so, yeah, I think so often we want it now and we want it the right way. And then we want to just change course if it doesn't work. And I just, I look back over the last even six years and I see like some things that we did right and some things we did wrong. Um, There were some people we hired too quickly because we thought they came from a bigger organization. They had more experience. They were going to be great. They were going to fill a need. And we just hired them thinking, oh, this will be perfect. It was a microwave moment that we chose and they actually, they actually were a greasy, oily mess. (laughs) Man. Yeah. Developing things internally, it takes a lot more time. A lot more time. Um, For us, we're committed to raising up sons and daughters in the house. Right. And that's sometimes slower. You know, it's because so, they're younger and they haven't done it yet. And there's so many pieces they don't know. And, but man, and it, it takes our energy to pour into them to build the right culture. And, but it but it tastes how you want it. It's healthier for come you. On. There's more nutrients in the thing. It's not going to give you a stomach ache. Right. It's true. When you, when you cook it at home and you take the time to make that meal, you're not going to get sick over it. No. You know whose hands were in it. Right. You know if you got some salmonella up in right, that bowl. Right. But but when we just try to push it and 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 try to work it out sometimes and hurry it along, you, you find other you problems. Just make a mess. No, it's true. It's so good. I but. was uh, we were at C three conference, uh, Fellowship Church, Pastor Ed Young, and he told a story about how the church was really growing and like shifting and yeah. like great things were yeah. happening. And so they hired this outside guy to come in. Yeah. And they gave him like a ton of responsibility and right. a ton of stuff and this guy had like an emotional need to always look like he had it together yeah and so he uh was handling some things and did it wrong and like set them back like a year yeah on what they wanted to do right. and actually ended up i don't think he embezzled money but he like lied about it and reallocated it and put in some other mm-hmm. things they almost lost their whole like building project why yeah. because ed said he was trying to make it faster he yeah. was trying to hurry the thing along right and sometimes running too fast slows us down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard for people who are more people because you and I, we want to run fast all the time. Yeah. And a phrase we've said for the last at least six years is this is a marathon, not a sprint. And yeah, we hate that. Yeah. But the marathon does require more breaks of water, more nutrients along yeah. the way, more training ahead of time. Yeah. Like the sprint is quick and it's fast and easy and done. But the marathon is uh, it's long and it's consistent. And so, like, do we want a flash in the pan? Do we want to just make a difference for just a moment or do we want to make a difference over a lifetime? And so in doing that, we've learned we have to we have to bake it. We have to make it slow yeah. and steady. And um, because it it's true, it 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 culminates into what we're hoping for mm-hmm. in the end. It's so easy though now to to jump ship. Oh, there's like, so much opportunity, there's so yeah. much availability, there's so there's something happening on the next street and this thing could grief. No. We can see so much and connect to so much. Yeah, so like people will get a job somewhere and they'll work there for 6 months or for right. 8 months and then they get a little dissatisfied with something right. and how they don't like right. it. And they just leave. Right. And it's not just mystery. It was I was just talking to a guy the other day who like he had a great job. Yeah. But then he found this other thing that he thought was going to be a little bit better and it paid just a tiny bit more. And yeah. so he moved. Right. Then he moved there, but he had no seniority and then he got fired. Yeah. He got let go. And then now he lost his no, But right. if he would have just stayed right. 
He didn't pray about it. He didn't talk to God. He didn't seek counsel. Right, right. Just left for tiny, minuscule amount more. And and this this is what we do sometimes. When I was in uh, Bible college, a professor uh, that I had, he was talking about student ministry. Mm-hmm. And he said, if you are a youth pastor at a church for a year, and then you leave and go to another church and you're there for a year, then you leave and go to another church and you're there for a year, and you do that for five years in a row, have you been a youth pastor five years, or you've only been a youth pastor one year five times? Right. And, 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 right. and what we do is we shortcut ourselves right. on like our actual growth if we just keep hopscotching. Right. Is that the leapfrogging, yeah. jumping, around jumping around to other things. Yeah. Whereas if we could just stay somewhere and be consistent and take the punches and 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 deal with the, the awkward things and it's true. Then, no. then we would actually be able to grow. But I'm scared and I see it, man. I see, I see it. it. I know I that a lot so of often. a lot of our uh Tugmore audiences are pastors. Yeah. And we're pastors. And so yeah. that's kind of what we will be talking. But I see this in in people that will be a pastor somewhere and they'll grow the church to, you know, yeah. a certain number. And then they'll get an offer to go to another church and they'll go there and they'll be there for a couple of years and they'll leave there and they'll Yeah. But then they're lonely and their kids don't have any friends right. and their wife has been dragged all over the right. country. No, right. And if we would have just stayed where we were, mm-hmm. man, what can God do with yeah. faithfulness? No, and you know, but the same is true everywhere. You know, for Aaron in the world that he lives in, he manages airports. We moved to Texas uh, almost 12 years ago now for him to to have the job that he has. And he's been at the same place for those 12 years, but he's had a lot of offers along the way to go to other places. And when we go to like conferences, he has one even coming up soon that, that will connect with other people and man, yeah, the other airport leaders, the other like engineers and architects that work in that field, they've gone to different companies so many times. And I was talking, I was talking to the lady not long ago at one of them. And she was like, how have you guys just been in the same place that's just unheard of and I was like well the truth is is because he's just willing to be patient and he's just willing to sit you know I remember one job that was a really good opportunity that he thought would be great for him in the uh, in we're in Fort Worth and it was over in the Dallas area and he thought oh I still keeping my family in the same same place but it'll probably build us into more but the truth is now uh, it's what you said we prayed about it and he was like it's not right we need to stay where we are and the truth is where he is now is so much greater than where he would have been then but in that short-term moment it felt like well if I just jump over here Mm -hmm. I can get a little bit ahead I can get a little bit further but being still for the last 12 years he's been able to develop and grow and then financially grown his his uh, responsibilities have grown his job title has grown all these things that we didn't really see and i think what happens sometimes is if he would have looked only at the available jobs even in a city concept yeah not necessarily in a church concept any concept at the time there was not an availability for even the job he's doing now because it didn't exist right but over the season it's been created it's yeah. it's it's been available and that's where he stepped into and so sometimes we just look what at what we see and we think, well, I don't see that how it's possible. Yeah. And so we jump and uh, I know for you and I, like both of us in this season where we are, if we would have asked ourselves six, seven years ago, if we would have seen ourselves here, it wasn't available. We wouldn't yeah. have seen it, yeah. but being faithful and patient allowed us to step into <clears throat> what God had. And so, yeah, we might not see it in our mind. It might look like 
no matter how long I sit in this oven, mm-hmm. I'm just going to dry out because yeah. I'm not going to actually cook up the way I'm supposed to. Yeah. But God knows what he's doing. That's right. And we have to be willing to sit and do it. And we, you and I have seen it so much with young leaders in our church too, that we're like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't jump, don't jump ship. And other people that we've pastored that, yeah. what you just said, that I wish uh, people, more people could just learn to be faithful, be consistent, keep doing it, even when it's hard. Yeah, we can't run for the next. If God tells you to go, go. Right. But if your feelings or your lack of patience tells you to go, don't go. We chase the sparkly thing. We chase the sparkly thing. And so there's always something that sparkles, man. There's always something that's real sparkly. I've had people try to hire me away from places, and they make it so sparkly. Mm -hmm. The job offer and the office and the influence and this and that, and they sparkle it up. But then when you really look at it, right. it's, not, it's, it's, not, it's not a diamond. It's just no. a rock with glitter glued to it. Right. <laughs> but so this Sunday at Living Church, uh, I'm speaking on favor. Yeah. Favor. And so I've been reading through all these Bible stories of when God had favor on someone, which all favor is, is taking them from where they are to more. Right. And do you know what, it, as, you're, as you were talking, it made me think that favor, God's favor, it takes time. Yeah. So like... Joseph. Right. It took time in Potiphar's house right. before he was put in command. It took time for him in the prison to gain favor with the mm-hmm. with the jailer. Mm-hmm. It takes time. Now there's moments where yeah, God's we have favor moments of favor, right? Where doors open that but they suddenly all something of a sudden, happened. Right. But like But most it, of Mo- life, Moses was right. Moses was in the in the uh in Midian for right. 40, years. forty years. Like right. David was watching sheep for for the majority of his life. Right. Like Favor, it, it takes time to develop. And uh, I think that if we could just be patient yeah. and like stay in that job, stay in right. that profession, stay with that wife. No, come on. Stay with that husband. Right. Stay at that church. Man, alive. Oh, man. People, they, they leave churches for such silly, minuscule reasons that they're giving up so much community. Right. They're just giving up friendship. Right. We just had some people uh, leave over the most ridiculous reason that has such a short sight. Short, yeah, short-sightedness, right. That they gave up so many things. Right. They gave up opportunity and influence. They gave up friendship and community because of something that was not even from leadership. No, right. And they just left. And it's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt their kids. Man. And in the long run, they're going to look back and they're going to be full of regret. Yeah. Yeah. has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with like God had them planted. Yeah. And if we could just be patient. No, you, the, the a verse we use a lot is uh, being planted in the house of the Lord is, is a verse. We, we talk about it a lot in context to kids, but the truth those is those that be planted those in the house, planted of, the in the house the, of the Lord will, will flourish. flourish. Yeah. But, but it takes a long time. The tree, there's a tree in my yard that fell a couple years ago uh, due to a lightning strike, all the things. But that tree was over 120 years old. It had been in the ground. It was huge. It was the biggest tree in the neighborhood. But it was also the oldest tree in the neighborhood. It had been in the same spot growing for years and years. It had deep roots. It took us forever to clean it up because of how deep and long the roots ran. And we want to be a mighty oak tomorrow. Yeah but we can't, it's yeah. not possible. Yeah, I wear this necklace all the time. It's got an acorn yeah. on it. Uh, it's not a bullet. Sometimes people will be like, that dude got a bullet on his necklace? Like, <laughs> Which no, would it's, also it, be appropriate. Though. Well, yeah, that's a little intense. <laughs> but it's the idea that like, yeah, if we could just stay where we are, if we could just stay planted, right. then we could grow. So um, 
I was a youth pastor at a great big church before we planted Living Church. Mm-hmm. Um, like great big, their main auditorium sat over 10,000 yeah, people yeah. in one service. And so I'm a youth pastor there and the founding pastor, the lead pastor of that church started it at that point, 25 years prior to me right. getting there. And he was in his late sixties when I showed up as youth mm-hmm. pastor. And I remember him hearing, I remember hearing him tell stories about what the church was like in the beginning. Yeah. That he started in his living room and then he moved to a hotel. <clears throat> then they got a tiny little building and then they got a bigger building and then they yeah. built a bigger building and then they built the mega campus that, right. that I was at. And there were two campuses and they had like a giant homeless shelter in downtown mm-hmm. that like did like literally incredible things. Like yep. thousands of people were having life change there. And I remember just sitting there week after week for years yeah. as a youth pastor, hearing him reference the early days and like the middle right. days and then where they were and and realizing what would happen if someone would just dedicate their life to a place. Right. What would happen if a man would give his life to a city? Right. What could actually happen with my life? Like this man has left a legacy yeah. of influence at this incredible church. Right. Uh, and and I think that we just we don't we 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 won't be patient. We no. just want to microwave the thing, and, and and then on the other side, I've I've heard pastors say like you know, if this if we're not running a thousand in three years, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. If we don't reach this goal by this time, I'm leaving because I'm better than this small mm. thing. No, you're not. <laughs> and if well, but if you think that you're better for the small thing, God won't trust you with the big thing. No, it's true. And so if we can Yeah, but but building something building something and working somewhere are totally different things. Building something and just taking something over that's already built right. is, is very different. They're totally different things. And so... So you've got to ask, what kind of person are you? Yeah. If and so you, if you're not a builder, then okay, it's yeah. not the right place for you. But yeah. go, keep going. Sorry. No, we I just, we want, the, we want the prestige and we want the title, but we don't want to eat the crap. No. <laughs> right, we don't want to do the dirty job. Say. So in, that, in, those, um, in those stories that you're listening to... Yeah. Um, He's not telling you every detail of the day of how hard it was. Yeah. The the day of going from his home to the little place they rented. Yeah. Like he's telling you it was hard. Yeah. But he's not telling you the nitty gritty story. He can't. He can't tell you all of them. There's no way right. to put into uh, perspective and context each little minute moment. And what happens is we face these adversity moments. We face these like precipice step into more moments and it is hard and we think well that's not what they did look what they did it just happened for them yeah it didn't right there were steps that you didn't see and we get to it and we're like never mind i eject because it's hard and because it's difficult and because we feel like we're the only ones but the truth is anybody who's gotten into more um whether whether fast or slow has had to make some giant leaps and some giant decisions hard ones uh that we may never know fully and fully yeah. understand. And so we just have to recognize that our story is our story. Yeah. Somebody else's story is their story and we can't compare it. Yeah. We just have to say, are we doing better than we were yesterday? Yeah. Then let's keep going. Yeah. 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 We're in competition with who we were yesterday, not with, not with, not anybody, with anybody else. else. But I think that's what happens. But, but getting over and fighting that microwave mentality is the only way that we can step into, we it really can step is. into more. I remember I got my first like salary, like right. full-time job at a church. So I had moved across the country, went to Bible college, pursued this call to ministry, 
and uh, was coming on as a as an assistant youth pastor at church. Yeah. But the only way that the church could afford to pay me uh, is they gave me three jobs. So I was the assistant youth pastor, which meant I was working full time yeah. for the youth department, but I was also the transporter. Now they called me the courier, but yeah. I called myself the transporter because there's Jason Statham. I wonder that came why out people think you wear a bullet around your neck. Back back then. <laughs> and so they had two campuses. And this is like I, I would drive back and forth between the campuses two times a day to take right. inner office mail. Yeah. This is before like Email the boom and, of technology yeah. and all the things. So I had to drive back and forth and I did sanctuary chairs. And so twice a week I had to take out a thousand chairs, thousand chairs, and I had to put in a thousand chairs. Right. And so like in one hand, I was in this big place doing this big thing. But then the other hand, I was doing these horrible jobs that I was bigger than. Right. Like I felt that I was smarter than moving sanctuary chairs. Right. But yet that was where God had planted me and what I what I had to do. Yep. And I was so frustrated. I remember there was a day that I was in there moving the sanctuary chairs. And uh, have I already told the story? I don't know. And so uh, so when the church ordered these chairs, they only got pockets for um, offering envelopes and stuff. For every other one for or every, every third. For every third chair. And so I had to set the chairs out and it was hard because you had to put two without a pocket and one with a pocket. And it just took forever. My yeah. shoulders were tired from lifting these chairs up. And one day an older pastor came walk through the church and I started complaining to him. It's like, man, how much did it cost extra to just buy all the chairs with the pockets on them? I'm so mad. Yeah. And he said, hey, Trustin, if they would have ordered the chairs that you wish they would have ordered, you wouldn't have a job right now. Right. And I was like, you're right. Thank you. Because I would much rather be doing this than selling tires right. or selling sneakers oh, or doing some other job. Right. And, but that was a microwave. That was a, that was a crock pot season. This is not my calling, right? but it led to my calling. And the giftings you learned there are the things you even still use today. Oh, so sure. like my kids get frustrated at school and stuff that they're learning. And other than algebra, because like, why is there letters and in, in the middle of numbers? Uh, there are so many things they're learning in school that they're going to use every day of their life. Yeah. Like you learned, uh, they're going to argue with me, but it's true. You learned things in those setting up chairs that you still use today. Yeah about about keeping things straight and about structure and about things the way things should work you in that courier moment mm -hmm. grew so much because what you had to talk to a secretary lady no, i talked to everybody and then you had right you yeah. had to walk through pick up yeah. the pieces put it together i learned i was ex we talked about the last one i was exposed, exposed right to, to so many things and and i understood now what the ministry was right because the ministry is not preaching no because if if someone would have not sat those chairs up, mm -hmm. you can't have church. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, my job was not glamorous and visible. But if I hadn't done it, it doesn't matter how good the pastor is about to preach on Sunday. Right. If there's no chairs down. Right. And so now that I am in the position that I am as a lead guy with a thousand chairs. Right. I value the people setting the chairs up. Oh, absolutely. I value the people in the trailer, in the storage room, and at the keyboard, and running to get water bottles and snacks, because I I have a deep understanding right. that if it were not for those things, what I was called to do can't happen. Yeah, and, and, the, and on the other side of it, you learned 
things that are skills for negotiation, for conversation that you now use today because you were in rooms, like it or not, when we are in these slow uh, crockpot moments, we we find ourselves in rooms where conversations are happening that we might have never gotten to be a part of yeah. if we hadn't been in those. And those things all build upon each other. And we we the Bible says um, not to despise the days of small beginnings. Mm-hmm. And we often look at our season and think, well, it's just so small. There's nothing really I'm going to even learn here. Yeah. But the truth is, if we'll absorb all of those things, we can we can take them in. I've had. We've talked about it before. I was a uh, uh, worked at a dentist office and oversaw the offices there, and like so much of just what I learned in well, not even not even what I learned tactically in my job, but also what I learned relationally with people and with yeah. dealing with all kinds of different personalities and different uh, patients who would come in who were frustrated or uh, upset or I mean, talk about dealing with people who are upset. That's what we do in the church yeah. all the time. There was so much that I did absorb, but it was only because I was willing to, mm-hmm. because I wasn't like, hey, I got to microwave through this. Let me just get through it. Yeah. But instead it was like, let's learn here. What can I take with me? And and we have to decide in those moments, not just, oh, I want to rush and eject, but but maybe you're <clears throat> not ejecting, but you're not absorbing everything where you are. Wow. Maybe you're just like, oh, well, I'm just, I'm just grinning and bearing it. Hmm. Instead of going, no, I'm I'm gonna learn while from I'm these here, people while I'm here. Learn. I'm gonna ask questions to these leaders, respect them or not, think they're the best or not. Yeah, they still have more experience in something than I have. Yeah, there were people that I've worked with along the way that I was like, I'm a much better leader than they. Well, you can learn how to do it, or one of the greatest lessons I've learned is how not to do it. Right. No. Man, right. there's there might be no better lesson than learning how not to do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So if you're working for someone who hasn't valued you or who has hurt you or treated you poorly or you've been lied to or manipulated or abandoned or whatever, we can learn a lot from those things a lot. and make a decision to not do that. Right. To not, to not be that way. Yeah. But it's our mentality of like seeing our life in the crock pot and deciding that that's how we want to be cooked. Yeah. I thought about, uh, you were talking, I thought about the story of David. So David is this little shepherd boy. Uh, and his first connection with King Saul, the king, mm-hmm. is he got brought in to play the harp. Right. This is a dude who his dad's not the king. He right. don't know nothing about being a king. No. But he's in the king's quarters playing the harp. Right. And I've got to imagine that while he was there playing the harp, because they didn't have like a boombox, you know, they didn't have a, a jam pill. Or, they didn't have a JBL. Yeah, they didn't have, no, J- they didn't have none of that. So they just had a dude named David playing the harp in the corner yeah. for ambiance music. Right. But I've got to imagine that while Dave was there listening and watching the king have meetings right. and interactions, dude, he was l- ex- being exposed, was exposed and learning so a lot. Yeah. And so like while I was moving chairs and while you were selling yeah. perfume and dental procedures, right. we were also seeing a lot and yeah. learning a lot of things. So many and things. And so like our our interns here at Living Church, they're great. We've been in this series uh, called Marriage Rescue. Yeah. And so every week we have a skit and then couches and then a bunch of props right and so these interns are back there moving furniture and carrying rugs and couches and tables and like lots of stuff every single week and yeah what they're doing is carrying objects right but what they're actually getting is the behind the scene perspective right what they're getting is understanding how the structure of a service works they're, they're understanding, listening to cues. Right. They're working with the worship team and the pastor. Right. I was going to say, they're literally in the queue to queue with us when you and I are like, actually, let's shift it. Let's do it like right. this. And here's why. And, da, da, da. and they're learning. Uh, but some of them are talking and goofing around. No, you're right. And some of them are learning. Yep. You can tell which ones yep. 
because they get it and they see it and they under and they're and they're absorbing it. And that's uh, man, if you want to be if you want to go into more, we've talked about it all the time that you have to be constantly learning. But if we get if we get frustrated where we are, we stop. Don't throw your calling into the microwave. Like you no. were talking about pizza. You can you or maybe I was thinking about pizza. No, I said pizza. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Pizza. I was like, it's, it's, it's 12 o'clock. <laughs> you can reheat pizza right. in the microwave. You can. Or you can take 15 minutes yep. and put it back in the oven yep. and heat it up so it's crispy. Yep. Where do you want to put your calling? It's super good. Where do you want to put your slice of pizza? Right. You can put it in the microwave. Right. And you can eat it. And you and can it'll probably, be fine. it'll be fine. You will not it'll die. It'll be fine. Or you can take the time to crisp that thing up. No. You, you can take the time. And so you just have to ask yourself, what do you want to do with your call? Right. What do you want to do? You can jump from thing to thing to thing to thing, and you can pay your bills. And you can probably accomplish some stuff. Right. But, but we talk- like, what do you want? No, and we talked about it in um, the the mentality of more of like, yeah, what we want, we have to trust that God is 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 he's the one taking us there that if we could do it on our own, then we, then it's not that great. It's not that much more. And if we really trust that he's the one taking us there, then it doesn't matter how much time it takes to get there because his time is outside our time. And so what are we so in a rush for? Like he's going to get us where we're supposed to go when we're supposed to get there. As long as we keep learning and tugging and fighting. I wrote a line this morning for the message I'm about to preach. Uh, you got to give it to us, yeah, except this will air after. So yeah, I'll give it to you now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to say uh, one touch of favor is better than a lifetime of labor. It's true, man. It's good. That's great. It's true. And like, but if we're unwilling to do the labor, we right. never get to the moment of favor. Right. And so, uh, no, it's, yeah. man, stay in the oven. No, stay there. So, okay. Okay. The antithesis of this the other side of the coin is sometimes it is time to eject sometimes it is yeah it is ready to move sometimes you shouldn't just keep being faithful if you're just in the wrong place right and so uh we've got to be hearing from god oh 100. we've got to listen to what god would say so that we know what he he has we did a whole series here at living church called uh how to hear, how to hear from, from god. god yeah what are some things that somebody should like oh, be right. running through if they're about to make a change. No, it's what you just said. You have to actually ask God like, Hey, am I where I'm supposed to be? And, uh, should I make a change? Is this based in my emotion, my hurt, my frustration, or is this based in what you're actually tugging me to? We blame God on all kinds of things all the time. And that's not fair. Um, we, (laughs) poor God. Uh, um, so is it really him speaking or is it, is it bad pizza or is it me being frustrated or is it me being impatient, being impatient? And so like, if you've done what you know you're supposed to do and and you've done all that you can there um and and the right opportunity is in front of you then sometimes it's right to jump but you got to ask and then you got to ask some people around you Mm -hmm. if you have real people around you who love you and are for you and support you um then they know whether you should jump or not yeah i remember a season uh where i was even hurt um in a moment and I remember meeting with Rachel and being like, what do I do? Cause these, these people are never going to see who I am or, or what I have to offer or what God really has for me. And I don't really know. And I'm bugged and I'm frustrated, but it was really more about my hurt and my confusion. And I remember her being like, listen, that's who they are, but that doesn't mean God's going to keep you from what he has for you here because of 
them. That's not going to happen. And so we have to determine, is, is my promotion coming from God or man? Okay, I know it comes from God. Well, then is this a, is this a God moment or is this just a good moment? Is this a God opportunity or is this just a good opportunity? And we just have to, it's really about diligence to really pray, seek the Holy Spirit and get out of our own way. Yeah, It's our own way. Is this what I think will get me there faster or is this what I know is the next right step? Yeah. And those are the pieces that um, it's hard to know for sure. Yeah. But if we're consistent to pray, to read his word, to put ourselves in the right environment, to really allow ourselves to be sharpened by friends and people. Um, because in that season, I was ready to eject and it wasn't the right moment to eject at all. And her willingness to just say, hey, this is about them, not about you, uh, not about really even what God is saying, just about their hurt and their pain. Just be still and let God work it out. And he did. And um, and that is not always possible where we are. And so there's got to be somebody in your life that you trust enough to say, hey, let me give you this scenario yeah, and see how, uh, how it works. Yeah. No, it's really good. What else? No, I was... I thought, you know, that's, that's, I want to respond to that, but you, no, you go. encapsulated it really well no, yeah. of that, like, yeah, get some advice, get yeah. some wisdom. Yeah. And then like, look at your track record. Oh, that's super good. So like, no, that's super good. If you know, cause we, I'm a we've stayer had people, in life. Yeah. I'm a stayer in life too. I'm so faithful. I'm, I'm faithful am. to a fault. And sometimes. so sometimes, you know, that other season when I did need to eject, yeah. I, I came to y'all and I was like, this is frustrating. And they're like, this is not the right, you guys were like, this is not the right place for yeah. you. You know, you need to eject. You got to have that go. We've, we in the past have, as we've been looking for staff, yeah. um, people send their resumes yep. and we'll look at their resumes and they will have been at nine churches in the last six mm -hmm. years. Yep. That can't be every church's fault. <laughs> yeah. And I'm saying like, we have to look at our track record. Right. Like if you've worked at every fast food joint in town and they're all idiots, Maybe there's common a common maybe there's a common denominator, <laughs> and the common denominator is it's you. And them, so, yeah. like, how have you been right at staying planted somewhere? Right. And if you have not been good at staying planted, maybe you just need to say, "Hey, God, I'm gonna stay here for another year." Right. I think of a girl uh, who yep. she's she was here and like really connected, and yep. we were like on the verge of giving this girl offering this girl a job. Yeah. And then she left to go to some other thing. Place, yeah. And she was there for a couple of years. And then she came back with yeah. nothing yeah. because she didn't like that. And then now she's back here. And then she's here and connected. And now she's just gone to go somewhere else. And we've seen this a dozen times yeah. of people that they're like a flea. They just jump from this dog to that dog and they're just hopping around town. Like if you would have <laughs> just... I don't, I, the flea, the, yeah, the flea analogy doesn't work very well, <laughs> work very well. but yeah, if you would have just stayed, stayed with the same dog, <laughs> man, if you'd have just stayed where you were, <laughs> right, you would have advanced so much. Yeah, no, it's true. But we just jump from idea to idea, to job, to job, to bed, to bed, to girlfriend, to girlfriend. It's true, man. We just jump from thing to thing to thing it's because true. we want to microwave it. Let me tell you something. If you're a single guy, you're never going to get up. Whitney or a Rachel, if you just jump in from chick to chick. No, it's true. Right. That's crazy. You're not going to get a good man. No. If you just keep running from man to man. Right. No, right. Like, no, I'm not, I am a much better husband now than I was when I first got married, but Rachel stayed with me. Right. She knew that she was not in this for the microwave. Right. That no, I had, exactly. I had to, she had to stay in the oven. I had to stay in the oven. Yeah, exactly. Slow. No, it's slow and, but it's good at the yeah. end. And so, um, no, I think it's a great, important conversation. I have one more really important question. Oh, okay. It's 1215. 
where are we going to lunch? Well, we better go. Because <laughs> we talk about we talking about pasta. And we pizza, talk about pizzas and ovens and, and microwaves. Like, Let's go. Yeah. Let's do it, guys. Love y'all. Love y'all. Can't believe uh, that we get to do this. I know it's the best. We're big fans. We want to hear what God's doing in your life. That's and right. so as testimonies come in, share them with us. Yeah. We want you to ask questions, but even more, tell us the goodness of what God's doing. That's right. Love y'all. Have a good one.